This is the We're Having a Good Time podcast with you cool cats, Hannah Hogan and Dusty Slay. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We're Having a Good Time podcast. My name is Dusty Slay, and I'm here with my co-host and wife, Hannah Hogan. Here I am, here I am. Thank you, Dusty. Great to be in the studio. And what a great day it is. It's Monday. Uh, I don't know when this will come out, Tuesday or Wednesday, but we're recording it Monday because I leave tomorrow. So I leave on Tuesday. So this One thing's for sure, though. We have a new intro song. Oh, we do have a new intro song. Yes. Um, yeah, we we you know record the podcast and then we add all sounds in in the in the post process. So, yes, I didn't think about that. But uh, when this is is loaded, you will have heard a new intro song. Yeah, very exciting. And I would like to thank uh, Joe Denham for recording the other intro and having it for us for so long. He was so nice to do that, and we loved that intro, and it lasted for us for. You know, we didn't start it till probably about episode 10, and we had it about probably about 50 episodes. But we wanted to switch it up, and our friend, Matt Price, who has made so many of our sound effects and bumpers, made us some intro songs. Matt Price is really the silent hero of our podcast. He really is. And we used to thank him every week because all the bumpers were fresh and new, but we haven't had any new things in a while, and Matt has made us some cool stuff. We have several intro songs now. Uh, of different genres that we may pepper in here and there. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, the one that you heard is ultimately the one that we chose to reveal first. And it's very exciting. And, and, and I'll uh, use my discretion because I'll be editing it tomorrow. So yes, I think I know which one I'm going to do. He actually has just sent us two more that neither of us have heard. That's exciting. So we have, I think, five different intro songs right now. But enough about intro songs. Yeah, I mean, here we are, and let's jump right into it. Where we've been, where we're going. Where we've been, where we're going. Where they going. Where they been. Where they going. Where, where they been. Where we're going, where we've been. Uh, I, the last I was on here, I had been to Vegas, and now I, and now I, and then I went to Tempe, Arizona. Uh, I went, I did my show here in Nashville, and then I went to Tempe, Arizona, where I, Headlined the Thursday night show, the late show Friday, late show Saturday, and I featured for Heather McDonald on the early shows on Friday and Saturday. How was your weekend? And I had a wonderful weekend. The driver that picked me up um, is the same driver that I had the last time there. I think he's the main guy. His name's Charles, and he is a 70-year-old black man, and I love talking to him. He seems just... He just listens to old school R&B the whole time we ride, but he's very calm. He reminds me a lot of Stu, the guy that I used to work for. Just a very calm man, but he has it seems like he just has lots of wisdom. And he is the dad uh, of a folk singer who was in a band, and I can't think of the name right now, but I was familiar with the band. They were an all-black country band bluegrass band and i can't think of the name the right now beside you i can't and 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 um it's um well people always say opposites attract but i think i think similar similar people like each other i think i think if you're a chill person you, you tend to like a chill person 
you know, sometimes if you're chill, you want a little somebody with some fire in them. But generally speaking, I think one is attracted to someone that's more similar than dissimilar. And you're a pretty easygoing, mellow man yourself, Dusty. And you got a quiet wisdom about you that I've also recognized. Yes. The Carolina Chocolate Drops was their name. <laughs> oh, wow. What a name. That was their name. Carolina and... Chocolate Drops. What? Yeah. That is a hot name. And, uh, yeah, one of their members, the female member, she went off to have a uh, quite a good career. And, she called uh, herself Hershey's Kisses? No, she didn't. Um, Don Flemons. That's the guy. It is his dad. And... I the last time I was in Tempe, he was my he he drove me from the club every night and then to the airport and I just talked to him the whole time and I just loved talking to him because he's just I don't know he just seems to have wisdom but he's just also just calm cool funny what what does wisdom mean to you like did he say something about a situation yeah I mean we just talked because you know I I feel like Don his son is similar age to me. And he's also on a similar path, right? He's in music, I'm in comedy, but we're both working the road. We're both on the grind. So, you know, and I'm just a personable person, right? I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not, I, you know, the past year I've been having drivers. I've been having people pick me up, but I'm not used to that, right? That's not how I've been rolling all this time. So I don't treat people like they're my driver. I don't get in and go, this is where I'm going I get in and I'm like, how you doing, man? What's happening? What are you up to? And we're talking. And, you know, almost everybody I encounter is nice. Almost every driver that I have is nice, and I have a fun time talking to them. But Charles, I remember their name. When I landed in Tempe, I'd had several flight delays, and I and I got there just in time to go straight to the show. But Charles called me. I didn't have his number saved. But when I answered, he's like... This is Charles. <laughs> I'll be your driver. And I was like, Charles, what's up? I'm excited. I didn't think he remembered me, but I said, you'll, you'll remember me when you see me. And uh, Did he? Yeah, he did. And uh, we had a good time. This and Charles. Yeah, because, you know, I do comedy at the Grand Old Opry, right? So I talked to him. I think the last time I was in Tempe, I had just performed at the Grand Old Opry. So I was very excited. I was telling everyone. I still tell everyone. So how did that conversation go? This is Charles. Oh, this is Dusty. Yeah, I mean, Charles we had, and Dusty. We had a great time. I just was excited to see. It's rare, even on a weekend. It's rare that the same driver will drive you to the airport that picked you up from the airport. But he's the same guy all week. He drives me to the club every night, mm-hmm. and it was great. And then, aside from that, the shows were wonderful. The Tempe Improv is a great place. The manager. Uh, the management staff is great, and all the employees. They, they, it's just such a nice place. They're they're fans of mine. They like me. They're excited to see me when I come back. The, there's not a huge turnover rate. I get to the club, and people come up, and they, they're like, hey, great to see you again. We're glad you're back. And that's fun because I want the staff to like me, you know. Um, and then – Thursday night, our turnout was pretty good. I've never headlined there. So Thursday night, the show was pretty good. Friday, I featured for Heather McDonald on the early show. And then I uh, – and, and she has a crowd that you would think would not be my crowd. I mean these women are all – most of them are from Scottsdale, which Scottsdale is kind of the fancy part where all the women have a lot of prosthetics 
is it prosthetics the right word? They have additions. Additions, yes. Updates. And they're very done up, you know. I mean, they're all very nice looking. They look great. And But, you know, Heather McDonald has a podcast called The Juicy Scoop. And just basing on the name, I'm, I'm, I'm suspecting that this is about, you know, this is about gossip. There's some stuff going on. And so apparently there's a meet and greet after, and they just talk about Real Housewives. And uh, but Heather McDonald's show was great. She was crushing, and um, but I uh, that doesn't seem like my audience at all. But it was fantastic. I mean, it's a smart audience. They get jokes. I went out. I did fifteen minutes crushing. A lot of those people from her show ended up buying tickets for my show next. That's awesome. Very exciting. Well, Dusty, I married you, so you already know fancy ladies like you. That's right. Well, that's true. That is true. Yeah, get it together. And then the second show, I mean, the next show on Saturday was incredible. The first show, amazing. A lot of people bought tickets again to come to my show on Saturday. Saturday we had a pretty packed out. I mean, it wasn't sold out, but it was pretty packed. And everybody had, I mean, the, the host, we had a guy named uh, Ben. Uh, now I don't remember Ben's last name, but... Uh, um, ben Glebe. But Ben and Andy, um, it was just, um, Andy features for... Ari Spears. Andy is uh, Ari Spears' regular feature. So we had uh, Andy Steinberg and then Ben. Well, I'm blanking on Ben's name right now. And Marcotte. I, and, that, and that feels, I feel bad about that. But I, uh, I'm going to find it because I like the guy. I'm going to find his name. Um, but. Um, well, I'm glad that you had a, if anyone isn't sure. Tempe, Arizona. You might be wondering, where is that? Well, it's in Phoenix. It's Phoenix, Arizona, and um, well, they, some people they do com- call it Tempe. Some people commented on that to me. It's, it's about, unclear. About you saying that. Mm. And, you know, Tempe is where the um, is where the college is. Mm. And where's the college? Ben Anderson. What city is the college in? Tempe. It's like Auburn. Hmm. Like Auburn and Opelika are right next to each other, but yeah. you but Opelika is not Auburn. Opelika is Opelika. Hmm. Two cities can be close to each other and have different names. Sure. I mean, you sure know, so I mean, I don't understand. What, like you're like you have this like you have this vast knowledge of what Phoenix and Tempe are. Tell you the truth, I've only been there but once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, well, maybe I've been there twice. All right. So Ben Anderson, Andy Steinberg, on my show. Great, they crushed, and then I had I had just such a great set on Saturday night, and it just felt so good. I just left. You decided to change it up and have a good set. Yeah, well, I, I just mean that, and when I say I had a good set, I'm not like I'm the best. I mean, I felt good. I had fun doing it. I told new some new jokes. People laughed. I switched up the order a good bit, and and it, and it brought some life to it. By the end of my set, I hadn't done one trailer park joke. My time was up, and I was like, I got to throw in a couple of trailer park jokes because I got to sell a wolf t shirt and a NASCAR t shirt. Now, why do you report it like that? I didn't even do any trailer park jokes. Why are you so eager to rid yourself of that? I'm not eager. It's not, it has nothing to do with the trailer park jokes because, in fact, I have new trailer park jokes that I do now. Mm. My, it's a gauge in my head. The trailer park jokes have been the jokes that I've been doing the longest because I started writing those jokes as I became a feature. So I was going from doing ten, five to ten minute sets a night, or you know, a week to thirty minutes, you know, multiple thirty minute shows. So I had this trailer park stuff that I was working on, and I built, I built 
a lot of trailer park jokes to where I had this trailer park set basically. And it was this standard set and then I and then and then as I was kind of pushing some of those out, bringing new jokes in, it has nothing to do with it being trailer parks. That's just in my mind. That's how I think about it. So I start pushing those out, and then I become the headliner. So now I'm, I'm not doing 30-minute sets anymore. I'm doing 55-minute sets. So now I have to bring back in 25 minutes of jokes that I had pushed out. So those are, jokes are back in there, and I've been doing them for years and years and years. So I'm just trying to push more things out. I love the jokes. I think they're great. I want to keep doing them forever. But I, I need to make room for new jokes. So I'm trying to push out old jokes that I've done on TV and stuff like that. So it's just a gauge in my mind to say I have more material now because I'm doing less of those. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Thank you. So that's why I'm doing – no, I love my trailer park jokes, and I want to write new ones. But right now where I'm at is all I can think of are the trailer park jokes that I have. Now, I got a new one where I'm talking about being sketchy in a trailer park and looking out the blinds and looking out the the makeshift curtain on the door <laughs> window. You know, I got other trailer park jokes. I love thinking you all, like, cooped up and – yeah. And weird in a trailer park. I mean, I love making trailer park jokes. I'm all about it. I have my camping trailer park joke that I'm very proud of. I have a joke about getting playing in the woods and falling down into an old well. I think the only thing you love more than trailer park jokes are making callbacks for trailer park jokes. Yeah, I mean, I love callbacks, and I'm having. You really are the king of callbacks. I don't know if how familiar all the audience is with your repertoire, but. Dang, boy. It's like you write the call back first, I think. Sometimes I do. But you know what? Also, <laughs> this is another thing. I have this credit score joke that was always a great callback in the tornado joke, but never that great of a standalone joke. And I kept it because the callback was so good. But if I don't do the tornado joke, I don't have to do the credit score joke either. And I had kind of hated doing the credit score joke. Mm. So I pushed it out. And I feel good. I feel all I'm saying is if I get to do a special, all the trailer park jokes are coming back. They're most certainly going in the special, but I don't have the special yet. So meanwhile, I got to write some new jokes. So that's what I'm doing. And so that's where I've been. Tempe, Arizona. Wonderful time. I can't say enough how much I liked this trip. I mean, um, I back on meat. And I said boo on the road. Boo on the road. Anderson. Back on meat. Ben Anderson worked at uh, he works at a barbecue place called Lucille's, uh, and he went there and he took us there and I had some beef ribs and then some burnt ends as they call it beef brisket burnt ends, delicious. It did not do me right. I don't think smoked meat is okay for my body, but because I've been eating meat just fine, but smoked meat had me had me feeling like I needed it. I've never even heard of ends. Yeah, it's really good. Burnt ends. I. I Burt Kreischer introduced me to Burnt Ends at the uh, Salt Lick outside of Austin, Texas, which was fantastic. Wow, I love how you remember the location like it was a the love of your life. It's an amazing... Outside Salt Lake City, I had my first Burnt Ends. It's amazing. It's an amazing place, the Salt Lick. Mm. I oh, mean, Salt Lick, not Salt Lake. Yeah, outside of Austin, Texas. Got it. And it's delicious, and I I loved it, and but it. Well, there was a bit of bounce back uh, from from some of our listeners about me crudely saying that people are sick of he- hearing about you not your diet on this podcast, and yeah, I mean, one, I, I don't know, maybe they do like to hear about it. Yeah. I'm sorry if I if I spoke for the audience. Well, one person did comment, and uh, I I sent that text to you immediately. Yeah, you sure did. And I uh, wanted you to know that people uh, they think my diet's funny. They think my struggles 
they enjoy hearing about my struggle, I think. Yeah. It was also a passive-aggressive way of saying, look, woman, I'm going to continue to talk about being back on meat. Yeah. And I'm going to share it with the world. I did 15 days without coffee, and I had coffee today. And the right side of my face went numb for a second. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> How does that feel now? I it feels great. Okay. And, uh, uh, but it was delicious. I really enjoyed it. I don't know that I want to continue with coffee, though. After, and then we went to Hattie B's today, and which is, if you don't live in Nashville, that's hot chicken, which I haven't had in a while because I haven't been eating fried food. And I ordered the three chicken finger meal. And I ate one of them, and I was like, I'm done. And that's all I had. And I feel good. My body feels good. I've, I've lost weight. What did you have for snacks today, though? I mean, don't just tell us the main events. Tell us the little things you were nibbling on, too. Well, I mean, this morning I had a uh, protein shake and uh, just with some, you know, Vega organic protein. And then I went down to uh, popculture.com and did an interview today, a live interview for popculture.com and comicbook.com with my friend, Chris Killian, who I used to work the road with, he works there now, and they inter- they I got lined up. My publicist got me lined up there for an interview, and uh, Chris Killian was there, and he did the interview. So it was amazing. We had did a great you eat time. something there, though? No. I'm just oh. telling you that that happened. Oh, okay. And then when I got home, I had uh, white rice, uh, carrots, and baked chicken. And then I had I actually had that other half of the organic Reese cup that you got me. <laughs> and then that's it. Okay, good. I just didn't want our listeners to not know exactly what you ate today. Well, I mean, you you want to, you know, you want to, I felt like you were coming at me right there, like you were trying to act like, because I only ate the one chicken finger, you're like, oh, sure, you ate one chicken finger, but what else did you have? No, nah. Okay. Nah. But I mean, I just figure if, if this is going to be what you do, let's let's hear it. Well, I think it's got to come out organically. I mean, I don't think people want to want a, uh, a step by step rundown of each thing I'm putting in my mouth throughout the day. Well, I mean, they're coming at me online like they do. <laughs> but uh, so I'm saying, well, fine, you can get it. <laughs> you want to know? I'll tell you. We ain't having any secrets. But I'm real southern right now. I'm so tired. I'm just like half southern. Well, all right. So then, uh, so then I came home on Sunday. No flight, no flight delays. I had many flight delays um, going to Tempe. I mean, it was unbelievable, and it already been a long week. But no, this flight. was a really long week for you. Well, it continues because you know I've been home yeah. for a day and a half, and then tomorrow I leave again, and that will get me to the next point where I'm going. I'm going. By the time you hear this podcast, chances are I'll have already been here, but I'm going to – it's not really open to the public. I'm doing Missouri State University uh, in Springfield, Missouri. So I probably will hang out with my friend uh, Christopher Michael Ray, owner of the Blue Room Comedy Club, and then I'll do a show there at the college. And then I'm going to leave out of there on Wednesday and fly to West Palm Beach where I'll be at the West Palm Beach Improv all weekend. Now I'll be headlining Thursday night and Sunday night, and then I'll be featuring – for someone on Friday and Saturday. It's my first time there, so they're not giving me a full weekend, but I'm very excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity, and Hannah is also going to fly down and hang with me in West Palm Beach. Well, I mean, you know, if there's an opportunity to go to West Palm Beach, you, you take it. Well, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. And so this, uh, I've been running out of things to talk about for um, advice to comics. But I thought, hey, while I was sitting in the airport, I thought, you know what? I've learned a lot about traveling throughout this time. Now, 
you know, up until I was 26, I had never flown on a plane. And then around that same time, I had never been out of the South. I barely traveled. I didn't know anything about traveling. But from 2000, I would say from 2013 to right now, I've learned a bunch about traveling. I'm learning more about flying, but I know a lot about traveling on the road. Now, I'm sure there are other people who know more things than me, uh, but they may not be sharing them with you for free. So that's kind of what I'd like to do on this one. Um, Is there um, anything else that you'd like to add to anything that we've said thus far? All I'd like to add is I have a willingness to learn about your travel tips. Okay. Well, I feel like that was a great where we've been, where we're going segment. Yeah, I feel great about it. In two weeks, I'll be at the Chicago Improv. So I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to put some things out there in advance because I'm trying to sell tickets. I need, I want people at my shows. I need, I need to be selling tickets. And mainly, I want people to entertain. I've not had any um, real week turnouts, not like I used to have, uh, but. There's there's room for growth. Yeah, and uh, we gotta get the, we gotta get more butts in the seats. And I want people to come because people that are coming are having a good time. I can mm-hmm. tell you that. That show on Saturday, whew, man, I was lighting it up. And you know, I mean, and the thing about it is, this is it's a comedy show. It's a two part thing, right? The comic is makes up more than half. I mean, the comic has to do their job. The comic has to be funny, has to be on their game, has to be looking like they're having a good time, has to be nailing it. But the audience, the audience needs to be there with you too. They need to be laughing. They need to be engaged. Smiles don't create energy. We need laughter, right? And and I say that because that Saturday show in Tempe, that was what that was. Actually, the Friday show too. Thursday was great as well. But Friday, Saturday, those shows were popping. They were on fire. The audience was loving it. Oh, I forgot. My friend David Ross, who has uh, sent in several things. I read a story about him once, you know, when he was younger, got arrested in the in the in basically the Taco Bell parking lot for, for saying some dumb stuff inside the drive through window. We read that story about oh, him. Oh, yeah. And uh, he came and his wife, he's settled down now. I think he said he hasn't drank in nine months to a year, uh, which is big. I don't think he had a drinking problem anymore, but he's quit drinking and he feels good. And then another guy from a club in Tucson, Arizona, that's where David Ross is from, and his wife, they came up to the show, and they hang out, hung out for the Heather McDonald show and my show, and then we hung out till about 2 a.m. Out, uh, out in the hotel, in the uh, patio out there. It was 106 degrees one day when I was in Tempe, and I found... This, uh, I, I checked my weather app and it said this. It said, Tempe, 106 degrees, and then it had this, which I had never seen before. It says, unhealthy air quality for sensitive groups. And I was like, wow, 106 degrees, we're all sensitive groups, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was a joke I made all weekend, and uh, it went okay. <laughs> All you get from your wife is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this, the, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to do three more episodes uh, of how to become a comic, and then I'm going to try to think of some more. But what we've got is I've got driving tips for this episode, and then I'm going to do not about how to drive, because Lord knows nobody wants tips for Ooh, <laughs> I know that. You're on the road again. And 
I steer on the road again Telling super funny jokes to all their friends And I steer on the road again Actually, I just sent in my request today uh, with uh, a county in Missouri to have my uh, ticket reduced from a moving violation to a non-moving violation in hopes that it will not affect my insurance for the ticket I got on the way to the Blue Room, which I was very unhappy about. I've been able to talk myself out of so many tickets, and uh, it's been a while since I actually got a ticket, and I actually... When I was in my 20s, my driving record was so bad that at one point my insurance was $400 a month. I switched companies and got it reduced, but it was $400 a month. And I printed off my driving record today to uh, to send into this place. No, no violation. I got nothing on there. It's amazing. I got nothing on there. And I want to keep it that way. I'm very proud of that. Because it was not. Well, how like, about you? Don't be speeding. I know it was not like that for some time. Don't speed. I had a wreck almost. I had almost one wreck a year. For about, <laughs> oh my goodness! For about four years there. Wow. All sober, all hungover, but all sober. That's not true. Well, yeah, I didn't. You call. told me about wrecks. You got. Oh no, they weren't all sober. That's true. I yeah, didn't come on completely t- total the car while drunk. Yeah. No, I mean I had some fender benders that I didn't that didn't get reported. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> For a long time, I had a car. I had a Saturn, a four door Saturn, uh, no power steering, uh, and uh, manual transmission. Very hard car to drive. That's probably why I got the shoulders I got. And uh, it had gray bumpers. They were called five mile five five mile per hour bumpers. So if I hit someone at five miles per hour or less, it did no damage. So I'd hit people and drive off. I'm not proud of it, but I assume it did no damage. But I had I had, had several incidents. I had a lady, I was driving down the road one time and a lady got over on me and her, she hit me. She hit the front. It was This is a rental car. I was sick. I was not feeling good and I was late for a gig. And she got over on me on the interstate. She ran me off into the median of the interstate, but I was able to just pull the car back on and be fine. So we both both pull over, and I look at the car, and there's a little dent in the front fender, but I'm like, this is a rental, and I took out the insurance on it. So I told the lady, I was like, listen, I said, I don't feel well, and I'm late for something. So I'm going to just say, you're good. And she said, okay, thank you. I got in the car, and I'm going on down the road. And then I see this lady. I, I left her, and she's flying. She's got her flashers on. She's flying, and she catches me, and she's like, pull over. So I pull over, and we get out, and she goes, uh, my daughter said that you hit us in the back. And I was like, I was like, I mean, you got over on me. The back of your car hit the front of my car. I said, you know, we can call the cops if you want, but if we call them, I'm going to tell them that you hit me. I'm saying you're good. I'm going to let you go. But if you want to call the cops, I'll tell them that you hit me. So you let me know. Hmm. And she was like, okay, you're good. And then we drove off. I was like, I just let you go, and then you're trying to trying to get me in on it. It's like I was in a lane, and you got over on me. But, you know, so... You got a smooth way of talking. I talked a lady out of a... One time I hit a lady in a parking lot, 
and that we exchanged a little paint, and I was like, I was like, I really think you can buff that out. I was like, Oh, does I know? I, I did, I did, and I told her, I said, Hey, I said, do this. I said, I'm going to give you my telephone number, and if you want to check it out and see if it can be buffed out, you let me know. I'll pay for the buffing of the car, but I think we're. I was like, I got a lot of, I got a lot of stuff on my driving record. I'd rather not add another one here. And uh, she goes, All right, I'll do that. And she called me later and said that they said they can buff it out. It cost fifty dollars. So I was like perfect so i took her 50 bucks everything was great wow but some people are not down with that i had a guy i hit one guy and he was like this was i was about to move to la you couldn't smooth talk fred eh i had this plan i was going to move to la and uh still drinking i was going to move to la and pursue comedy this was 2012 this is late 2011 i was overweight I was a heavy drinker and had a bad driving record and a lot of debt. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I'm going to hit the sunshine state. <laughs> and I'm about to move to L.A. and do comedy. <laughs> I did one show out there that went mediocre, and I thought, I got this. And, uh, and I hit this guy, and there was no damage to his car. But he told me, he was like, he's like, man, this is my mom's car. He was like, if this, wasn't, if this was my car, I'd be like, You're good. But this is my mom's car. I got to call the cops on it. I was like, all right. So they wrote it up, and then I got charged with an accident, even though it was a very minor thing. And uh, and then that jack that's the final straw that jacked my insurance up to 400 Why were you hitting all these people? Well, I was a maniac. I was hungover most of the time. I was angry. I hated my job. And I was driving all the time. This was- is actually making me feel uncomfortable because it's just like, well, he's due for it. For a- no, no, babe. You don't understand. I was driving a lot more, honestly, than I drive now. I mean, I, I drive long distances now. But every day, I was I had 32 stores. And every day, I was driving from store to store to store. And I was hungover. And I was, Sounds like you were just, you were, you know, you were a danger to society on that road. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, I'm not denying that. But that's why I know how much of a better of a driver I am now. I wonder how many situations I was entitled to be upset with you but you just smooth talked your way out of it with me what do you mean about in the car no nah, just general oh none none of them <laughs> i don't believe you none of them i think that's you've been sweet talking me this whole time but you know i mean i you know and i i've only had since i've been sober i did hit one car i hit one car actually i hit two but this is why let me tell you the first one then i'm gonna get into these travel tips the first one I hit was I first moved to Nashville. I backed into a car, and I hit the bumper, and it was a plastic bumper, and it dented in the corner, but it was a pretty significant dent. I was in a parking lot. They weren't in the car, and I was like, all right. I was like, I don't want to do this, but I'm about to write a note and leave the information for them. And I was writing the note, looking at the bumper, and all of a sudden, the dent just popped right out. And I was like, "Wow, oh, perfect. So I got the car, drove off. It was fine. And then the other one I hit, it was in Little Rock. I was at the comedy condo, and I was sick. I drove all the – I've been burping a lot. This was like – but this was the first time that the burps really came about. And interestingly enough, I just found out that I'm allergic to eggs, right? And I had had eggs the night before at a diner in Huntsville, Alabama. I don't know how you remember food from two years ago. Well, it was at that diner that we went. It was me, you, Aaron Weber, and Beekov. We went to a diner in Huntsville after a show, and I got to feeling real sick on the way back. 
And then I got home. I went to bed. The next day I woke up, drove to Little Rock. I burped probably every 15 seconds the entire way to Little Rock. I got, I felt so awful. I got to the condo. I laid down until I had to go for showtime. And I backed out of the driveway and the cars were all parked on the street and I hit a car. And there was no way around it. It was damaged. So I just got, but I was like, I can't, I'm about to be late to the show. So I just got out. I left a note and went to the show. The next day, the cops came and knocked on the door. And everybody in the condo, I mean, the people in that condo were smoking weed in there. And I was like, oh, no, this is not good. And uh, I opened the door, and it was a lady and the cop. And she was like, did you hit my car? And I was like, yeah, I left a note on it. And she was like, oh, you left a note? I was like, yeah, it's right right on the thing. And she was like, oh, okay. And then the cop was like, he was all happy. She was all happy. Everybody was happy. I went into their house. I How talk- did they know that it was you then if she didn't see the note? Well, she just knew that it must be somebody across the street from, oh, okay. from her. And uh, and she probably knows that comics stay at that place. It's probably well known at this point. Yeah. And because uh, there's different people there every week. People work in the Little Rock Looney Bin or in that house every week. And uh, and she um, so it was fine. They were so happy. They liked me. Everything was great. They were like, "Thanks for being honest." Well, and, doing good helped you out. And the lady was being like, honest. She's like, "You're not you're not reporting your car." I was like, "Oh no, my car has." 285,000 miles. It's uh, I'm riding this baby out. Mm. Seems to me you sweet-talked her. I guess I did. But I also gave her my insurance information, and she wrote it down, and it went on. You sweet-talked her with the treasure of your heart. Yeah. So these are, these are just bullet points. I don't have a real thing written out, but this is... I do have a bit written out here. Oh, man, actually... Oh, no. That, that part starts the flight story. I think I'm going to tell the flight story... I had an interesting thing that happened to me on a flight, but I think I'll tell that the next podcast when I talk about flying. Advice, advice Travel tips. This is what I wrote for driving. The first bullet point I wrote was truck stops, right? I love a truck stop. I love a Loves, uh, a Flying J. Uh, a Sheets, if I can find it. Absolutely. Sheets. Sheets is not necessarily a truck stop, but Sheets is a good one. Um, there is, um, and I'll tell you why I like these places. And there's, um, Pilot is good. Pilot seems to be a little loose about their franchises, so they can be a little questionable. Some of them are great. Some of them are tiny. This is why I like them. You're never going to go to a Love's and you walk in and the bathroom's out of order. You never get and eat, I've been to a Loves with the bathrooms out of order. They bring in porta potties for you. They'll bring in a bathroom trailer for people to still use it. There's nothing worse than having a pee so bad, getting off the interstate, going into a gas station, running in there, and there's some and there's a out of order thing on there, and some guy's like, "Yep, no bathroom." <laughs> it's like, "What are you doing all day? Where are you peeing at? I want to pee in there," you know. So, I love a truck stop. Another reason. There's, there's always some kind of restaurant in there, you know, whether it's a, uh, a diner or a McDonald's or a, a, a Wendy's or a Subway. I don't eat those places, but there's something in there. If you're really hungry, there's going to be something. They got hot dogs that are going all the time, and they also have a, a selection of fruit in most of them. They have a large selection of, of uh, snacks, and most of them are 24 hours. So... No matter what time of night you're traveling, I think those are the safe options. 
They're not sketchy. You can think they're sketchy because it's a truck stop, but I, I find them to be very safe no matter what time of night I'm there. They always have something that I need, and you can also pick up a wolf T-shirt if you'd like in there. They have all kind of things. They have phone chargers. If your phone charger's gone bad, you can pick it up there. They have all kinds of accessories. Wonderful place. I'm all about it. The truck stop's always going to have the washer fluid in in the thing out there so you can clean your windshield. I've been to some, and the thing, they don't even put water in there anymore. And But the point you're getting across is is your brand loyal. You're loyal to certain brands, to the, to the brand of loves. No, well... Yeah, I like loves, but my point is that if you're if you're if you're driving down the road and you're looking for a gas station to stop at, I always recommend stopping at, at a truck stop. It's got everything you need. This seems self-explanatory, but it's everything you need. Now, a truck stop is where the eighteen wheelers go. Right, right. But that but I put sheets in there, and a Wawa is good too. And those are not necessarily truck stops, but they also have good selections. Casey's is pretty good. Casey's. Uh, not also not truck stops. All right. So, do you agree with that though? You've been with me enough. We've stopped at truck stops. Well, I've certainly noticed that you're partial to a truck stop. Yeah, because I've you know I'll stop anywhere. I'll stop at a gas station. I'll stop. You know, I'll I'll stop at a restaurant. If you got to stop, you got to stop. But also, like re- restrooms. If you need a restroom, all fast food places are perfect for that because most people in the restaurant don't care. But if I need gas and I and I just pull over to the first gas station sign I see, but you will look up a Loves and you said, "Let's wait for it." Yeah, or or, or a Flying J or a you know a Pilot. Yeah, you want to enjoy but, your experience. Well, those are good places. They're going to have the things that I need. And I can get because if you stop at one of those places, they're like bathrooms out of order. Then you got to get back in the car. You got to pee even worse down. You got to find another place. All right. So the next one, uh, I think this is a great travel tip, especially if you're driving. Bring your own food. Pack a cooler. Bring some stuff you can eat because you want to take care of yourself. Because you know food out there is bad. You want nutrients in your body. Nothing's wrong with bringing your own food. Get yourself a little cooler. Get some ice packs. Bring you some sandwiches for the road. Bring sandwiches, bring snacks, bring fruit. Nothing's wrong with that. It takes a couple of, it takes 30 minutes to go to the grocery store and buy some stuff. It's going to save you money in the long run. All right? This is what I used to do. This may seem a bit extreme, but I had a, a, a Tupperware thing that I would pack my own dishes. I would pack my own. I would pack bowls, spoons, forks, knives, utensils. I had everything in there. That's what I would use. It, it didn't. I didn't empty it when I got home. That was my thing. I had a hot plate in there. If I was going to be at a hotel featuring from Thursday to Sunday, have three full days in the hotel, I go and buy groceries and I cook in the hotel. Cook on that hot plate. I'm flying now, but I've reached platinum status with uh, American Airlines. So I'm say what. Yes, so I'm able to check two bags for free. I'm contemplating taking cooking supplies in one of those bags so that I can do that now because I hate eating out. I'm so tired of eating restaurant food. It's ki- Restaurant food's killing me, and I want to just know what I'm eating. Babe, don't say that. All right. And uh, so just just do the uh, – just pretend like you get the, get the joke of it's killing me. I do, you know but I, mean? I don't like to hear it. All right. And uh, so I think that's a good idea. Also, this is something that I wish I had learned before. If you don't do, if you don't do this, get yourself a credit card. Now, when you get a credit card, don't treat. And, and this is only for select people. Not everybody knows this, but but most people get this, but not everybody does. When you get a credit card, 
and you say you have a $2,000 limit, you don't have $2,000. That's just how much you can spend on this. So don't spend out of your means. I say you're using a debit card now. You're going to spend, you know, you go on a road trip, you're going to spend $200 on gas. Use the credit card to spend that $200 and then pay it off at the end of the month. Always pay the credit card off and you never carry interest. But depending on the credit card that you get, you can earn points. That's what's happening for me with American Airlines. I got their credit card. I'm part of their membership program now. So I'm using the credit card. I get double points for using it at gas stations. I get points every time I buy flights. Now I've got so many miles. My status has increased, so I get more free perks. But you can do this with all kinds of credit cards. My brother-in-law does a Cabela's credit card. He loves hunting. So he's uh, using that credit card for everything, and he'll get money back to go buy stuff at Cabela's. I think he bought a gun, uh, a hunting rifle, off the points that he, that he earned. So it's worth it. Get the credit card. Do the bonuses. Plus, if someone steals your credit card information, it's not money you lost. You can get that canceled off. Great. Um, this, is, this one seems silly. Candles or essential oil diffuser, right? If you take one of those with you, it's amazing how much the, the hotel room can change by just making it smell like stuff you're familiar with. Light a little candle in there, you feel good. You're like, all right, this smells like my home now. Okay. Do you and, bring one of my pieces of clothing? Yes. And I sleep with it. Mm. I put it around. I bring your bra and panties and I put it around <laughs> a pillow. <laughs> and you hold it. And I hug the pillow all night. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. And, uh, but the candle diffuser, I mean, that's a small thing. But I've also been in some hotels that smell terrible. If you're just starting out working the road, you're going to be in some of those places too. Uh, being committed to driving is important. When you're featuring and you're not making very much money, flying there, you're not going to make any money. Be committed to the drive. And what I mean by that is just say to yourself, all right, I'm making an eight-hour drive tomorrow. If you're like me, if your career goes the trajectory that mine went on, you're going to be driving every weekend. So you might as well just get used to it. Your back's going to hurt a little bit. Do some stretching. When you go to the gas station, walk around a little bit. Stretch your legs. Drink lots of water. But just commit to the driving. Don't don't act like that, that this it won't be the way you have to do it forever. I think that that's a, ga- a valid point. But I do remember one night specifically when I was so tired because I've been traveling so much last year. And I had to drive to North Carolina. Do you remember that? And yeah, I just of course had, I did. I had a hissy fit. Yeah. <laughs> in bed. And I was like, I can't do this. Right. You were crying. And I did it. And, and it was awful. But I, that's what I'm saying, though. I'm not saying it's not hard. And I'm not saying your tears weren't valid. I mean, there were times I wanted to cry, too. You know? I mean, knowing the amount of driving I was about to do. Yeah, I'd like to cry, too. But. And I would have held you. But sometimes breaking the drive up, like I had a thing. Some guys will drive endlessly. And I had a thing where nine hours was as far as I wanted to drive all in one day. I've done 12 in one day, maybe 13. That's what we do when we do Canada, babe. Yeah, but I mean for shows. Um, because you, you, you don't want to drive 12, 13 hours and then do a show that night. And the, ho- and the club is not going to give you a hotel room before. So... Nine hours is it was as far as I wanted to drive and do a show, so you know then you break it up and that's where um, 
you know, Ignite Hospitality comes in handy. I will get into that in here in just a second, though. But uh, be committed to the driving. Uh, also, uh, good music. Making yourself good. If you only have a CD player. I only had a CD player in my car. If you only have a CD player, burn some CDs. Take it old school. Take it back to the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. Buy yourself Burn yourself some CDs. I used to really mix it up. Spotify. If you not, if you don't own a subscription to Spotify, I wish I had done this years ago. It's like eight ninety nine a month. It's worth it. Every song that you could want is on there. For years, I never had podcast, uh, but podcasts are there. Get into those. Find some some that you like. For me, music is better. Um, this is why music is better for me. Um, when I would drive, especially the day home after a weekend on the road, I would get in the car in the morning and I would drive and listen to um, and listen to uh, uh, music. And, and then while I was listening to that music, I would kind of zone out and I would think of jokes. I would come up with jokes. To me, listening to podcasts, listening to other people's thoughts, granted you're listening to a podcast right now if you're hearing me talk, but listening to a podcast all the time and only listen to the podcast, you're almost just listening to other people's thoughts. You're not getting any of your own thoughts, you know? And I think music allows our mind to wander a bit, and I would come up with a lot of jokes, and I think it's important to be familiar with how to record on your phone because if you don't write the joke down, you're not going to remember. But if you can record it on your phone through TalkSpeak, or through the voice recorder, great. Now you got it down. That's an interesting point that you make about listening to podcasts because I actually really tend to only listen to podcasts as opposed to music, and I've often thought that I only have three-quarters of a personality. So Yeah, well, this is what I think, though. I mean, I fly a lot now, and I love a good podcast. I listen – I've had a lot of podcasts that I like to listen to, but – I also like to kick back with music. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of music on the road. And I, I country is my jam, and I love country music, and um, I think it's perfect. All right, Ignite Hospitality. That's one that we, we want to talk about. Do you have your phone? No. I mean, I need you to... What do you need? I need you to be an assistant here with... Uh, I need to find this website here. What? Yeah, it's IgniteHospitalityServices.com. It's Adam Wagner... Um, and it's great. Now, now, this is what I would say. I would say email him 10 days out when you know that you're going to have a gig. And this he can't always get gigs in your city. So if you're doing a, a route where you're going from city to city to city, just map it out, route it out, say, all right, I'll be, you know, I, I got a gig in Knoxville tonight, and then tomorrow I'm going to be in Asheville. Maybe try to say, hey, can you get me an hour outside of Knoxville on the way to Asheville so that when I'm – uh, after my show, I can drive for an hour and then crash out in the hotel. Uh, also, Airbnb. I've utilized that. Uh, and book your hotel in advance. That's what I'd like to do. If I'm do if I got a 13 hour drive ahead of me, I go. You know what? I'm going to find a, a hotel that's nine hours away from me, and that's where I'm going to get to. I'm going to drive for the nine hours. I'll have the hotel ready to go, and then um, I got only four hours to go tomorrow. No big deal. But booking in advance is a big deal. Put yourself in the kind of situation that allows for you to spend enough money to be in a good, clean, comfortable, safe place. You don't have to go uh, – you don't have to book the most expensive hotel you can find. But you don't have to book the cheapest either. You know, uh, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean there's, there's apps to help you find hotels 
and they'll usually, uh, you know, you can usually find the price on Google Maps. And I like to try to book outside of cities so it's not so expensive. And chances are the hotel is going to cost you anywhere from eighty to one hundred and twenty dollars. Uh, I always try to search for the cheaper side, but usually anything under eighty bucks is starting to get shady. You know, starting to get shady. So I say, you know, don't don't book the most expensive thing. You don't have to go five star, but you know, read the reviews of the hotel. Read the reviews of the hotel. I got some stuff here. I'm going to say uh, sometimes I'd be on the road uh, all day. And and it'd be like two a.m. and I'd go for the cheap one because I'm only going to be there in a few for a few hours. I think that's fine, but read the reviews. When I read reviews, I always look for for safe. I always look for people that go, oh, I felt like I was going to get killed in the parking lot, or I got bed bugs here. You know, the reviews that don't bother me are the staff was really rude, the front desk lady was a real real hard to deal with. That stuff doesn't affect me. I'm not worried about that. I, I'm going to talk to that lady for two seconds, and then I'm going to be in my room. But I want good, clean, safe. And the reason I think that's important to spend a little money is because uh, it's important to take care of yourself. You don't want to mess around and get bed bugs, get robbed, or or just not getting a good night's sleep. And but also it's a waste to get fancy when you don't have the money. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you agree with this? I do. I think most people that's probably common sense to most people, but I remember a lot of times I would just get, go for the cheapest and then a couple times I'll check in and then I'll get into the room and I'll call you and I'll tell you what's happening around the hotel and you're like, you need to get out of there right now. Right. Because this is what I'm saying. When when you're in the moment, especially if you don't have a lot of money, you're like, you see a $60 hotel and you see an $80 hotel and you're like, or even, let's say, $90 hotel and you say, man, I could really save this money. I'd really like to save this money. But $30 is not worth it. It's not worth my safety and it's not worth my cleanliness. I want to be safe. I, wa- I pulled up to a hotel one time that I was going to check into, and I saw a better one just down the way. And I saw the price. The price was like 30 or $40. And I was only going to be there for, for f- eight hours max. And I was like, man. And I went for the nicer one, and I do not regret it. Yeah, see, I always just thought that I would be fine. Like, I remember one time I was on tour with my friends, and we... And we got a, a hotel. One of us had pre-booked it. And then we were looking it up on our way there. And one girl saw that there was bed bugs there. And she freaked out. And she's like, we cannot stay here. We cannot stay here. And I was sort of thinking in my head, like, geez, what's the big deal? Like, I mean, right. I, I half don't really care about bed bugs. Unless I find one. Yeah. Well, bed bugs. I mean, um, that kind of makes me nasty, but. No, I mean, bed bugs, I think you can get them anywhere, to be honest. I mean, it's just... It's just kind of annoying when people are like, oh, my gosh. Like, they they read one review, and they're like, I can't. I right. Like, it's like, jeez. Well, I agree, but I, I also think it's important to look at dates, because sometimes what you'll find, you'll read reviews, and it'll be a one-star review from two years ago, and it'll be like, there's bed bugs here. And then you'll see one from, uh, you know one week ago and they're like this is the nicest hotel i've ever been in it was so comfortable and such a great price so you're like two years ago they had an issue now it's fine 
I think also maybe when I was in Toronto, uh, an apartment I moved into got bed bugs. So yeah, I mean, it's I lived gross. it. I got through it. I survived. I, when I sold pesticides, I used to have uh, the Myrtle Beach area. I had those stores, and we had a bed bug killer. And we would sell a ton of bed bug killer in Myrtle yeah, Beach. Yeah, there's a real infestation in Toronto for sure. Uh, okay, and uh, I've slept in a few parking lots. Um, I uh, I like truck stops and, and rest areas in the daytime, and Walmart can be okay. The reason I like a truck stop is well lit, 24 hours, a lot of people will be there. If you need to sleep, that's a great place. Rest areas at night can be a little shady. Now, I've slept there in the daytime. One time I, I had to be in a gig in Cleveland in the night, and I was in New York City, and I was like, I need to get out of this city before the traffic hits. So I left at like 4 a.m., and I got out of the city. And the moment I got out of the city, I got to a rest stop, and I slept. And it was great. It was really nice. Um, and I've done that sort of thing a few times. One time I got... Uh, uh, one time I drove from I – had, I had booked myself on a radio in Charleston in the morning, and then I had a show in Johnson City, Tennessee. And I didn't even realize – I was like, oh, no, there's no time for me to sleep. If I'm going to get to this radio, I got to go now. Nowadays, I would not do it. I would say, you know, I got to cancel that radio. But back then, I was like, I got to go do it. I got to sell some tickets to the show. So I drove – I did a show in Johnson City, Tennessee, and I drove all through the night – to get to Charleston. I got to Charleston. I might have told this story just the other day. You did. Uh, but, yeah, I got there just in time. And then the security guard, and I was trying to sleep in the parking lot. He kept harassing me. I went to the beach, went for a swim. You were committed to the drive. Yeah. And then I didn't sleep all that day. I did a show with no sleep. I was very emotional. I felt like I could cry at any moment. Aww. I wasn't even sad, but I felt like I had a range of emotions. Not sleeping is terrible for me. Mm. And then... Um, I was on the road all the time, sometimes more than I was home, so I wanted to be comfortable. Uh, you get plenty of ho- – and in the beginning, you're going to get plenty of bad hotels from the ones that a lot of the clubs will book you at. So you might as well, when you're paying it for it yourself, you might as well get yourself something that's going to make you comfortable. Now, if you're just the kind of person that doesn't care at all, then by all means, do whatever you want. But for me, spending a little extra money, making sure I'm comfortable, making sure I'm safe, makes all the difference in the world. That 30 bucks that I spend extra on that, in, the, in, in a matter of time, that's forgotten about. And you know, if you, if you want to be able to make up extra money, you've got to make investments. Get yourself some merch. Don't be ashamed to sell merch. Get yourself something that's going to sell. You can do $5 stickers if you want, but get yourself some T-shirts. T-shirts are what sell. You can steal a slogan off something else. Nobody cares. Yeah, I'm looking at you, New York City comedians. They talking trash. They talking smack. Telling so many lies. I know they're full of crap. That's okay. Haters gonna hate. Uh-huh. I'll play at Stinky's Joke Barn for them any day. They, they, they talking trash. I mean, we get it. You're in New York. You're the real comics. But it's like, jeez, just invest in some merch. Why well, are you too cool for school? Well, this is Hannah saying these things. I don't know about the New York City struggle, so I, I can't speak on it. It but just seems like New York comedians, like, they think that merch is like, I don't know. Yeah. They, they think that merch is just a pile of shit basically yeah i mean that's how they talk about it well i mean i'm trying not a real artist if you sell merch and you make money you're only a real artist if you 
talk crap behind other comedians' well, backs, and there there is a mentality amongst comics, and and that will uh, they'll they'll talk trash about you selling merch, and that you know, and it's like you know, if you're featuring for somebody, uh, ask the permission of the headliner. Can you sell? I mean, ask them in a nice way. Don't put them in a position that makes them feel weird for saying yes or no. I don't know any headliner that's going to say no, but ask them. And also, you know, maybe don't have a flea market if you're the feature. I got a flea market now. I got a lot of merch. But I'm not featuring anymore. It's my show. Yeah, and yeah, these these opinions are my own. Yeah, when I featured for Heather McDonald on these two early shows, I I didn't sell merch. I didn't sell at those shows at all. I was like, I'm doing 15 minutes on her show where she's doing an hour and 15. I'm not going to set up a flea market out there, Um, you know, and – but my show, I do. I mean, I got multiple hats. I got all kind of stuff. It's my show. I'm about to sell a ton of stuff if I can. Yeah, some people can't follow you on stage, but I bet nobody can follow you off stage at the merch table. <laughs> but, you know, and it's like there's there's several reasons. One, I want to make money. I mean, let's not make, make, make uh, you know, sort of not try to make myself out to be a better person than I am. I want to make money. But also, I dig watching people wear my stuff. It's fun. I had a couple people, a couple people, uh, my friends, uh, Jared and Casey, uh, they came to my show, and they were wearing my shirts. It makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, don't be... So- yeah, I mean, now that I've retired from comedy, oh, I'm coming out with it. I'm letting people know my opinions, and I just think you guys are so stuck up and snobby. Look down on people that sell merch. I mean, get over yourselves. Yeah. Ooh, aren't you so special? You're so thoughtful. Ooh. I don't know what you're saying. Are you talking to me right now? No, I'm talking to the imaginary hater that I'm talking to. Okay, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. Over there. <laughs> I'm really tired. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I mean, I get it. I like what you're saying. I just don't know what. what. I just, oh, I just. All just I'm saying, so all I'm saying up. is, I'm not trying to, you know, be like, oh, the reason that I do this is because I just care about. No, I'm trying to make money, right? But I also dig people seeing wearing my stuff, and it's also a form of advertising. But that's why I also want to create cool merch. I want merch. Like, you go to a T-shirt. Like, I just bought some jeans today, right? I bought the jeans because I like the way the jeans look. So I want to buy st- – I want stuff that people are going to like. That's what I'm saying. And, um, um, you know, grocery stores, Trader Joe's, great grocery store. If they got one in the city, use Google Maps, type Trader Joe's near me. There's probably one there. Go there. It's an amazing store. It's not that expensive. You can get good stuff. Whole Foods, also. You don't have to buy meat. You don't have to buy all the expensive stuff. Whole Foods, great food. Not going to cost you that much. Not that big of a deal. And uh, I had so many other things that I wanted to talk about. But I, oh, oh, here, here's one. Here's one. Take care of your car. A lot of people don't do that. Take care of your car. If you keep your car clean, every time I would stop at the gas station, I would empty all the trash out. And if you keep the car clean, it feels better. You're going to be living in this thing, basically. It's going to feel... It blows my mind how people's cars look. Yeah, you're going to feel good. Make sure you get the oil change. My dad used to tell me all the time to get the oil change on this Bronco that I had. I never would do it. One time I broke down on the way to see my dad, and I was like, I don't know if it's the oil, but I'm not going to have my dad showing up here and me not have any oil in it. I had a quarter oil in the back. I popped the hood. I had a shaved head. I popped the hood... I had a shave head, but I had like probably like you know half inch of hair all over my head, mm. and I, I popped the hood and I open uh, the old thing and it seems empty, so I'm like, oh no! So I take that cord oil and I start 
pouring it in there. And I spill a little bit on the side, and I see smoke, and then it flames <gasps> up, and the flame goes all the way around my head. <gasps> it singed the hairs on my head. Oh, my god! I had little singes on my eyebrows and on my eyelashes. A lady driving by saw it flame up, and she stopped, and she ended up knowing my dad, so she took me home. <laughs> so I show up. To my front, the, my dad's front porch with all my hair singed, and he's like asking me what happened, and I'm telling him, and he's like, "You ain't been changing that oil, have you?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, I, so I got caught <laughs> with your face. Yeah, and so you know, change the oil. It's not hard to get the oil changed, and uh, it and it and it's gonna help you. And get a car with great gas mileage. If, if you're buying a car for comedy, don't buy a cool car. Buy a car that's going to get great gas mileage. And also buy a car with cruise control. That may seem like a small thing. Chris Killian? Chris Killian had a Honda... Um, what's the Honda hybrid? Civic? A Honda hybrid. Oh, I don't know. Prius? Yes, he had a Prius. No cruise control. He said when he bought it, he didn't pay attention to it. No cruise control. When we would take road trips, we would alternate out driving. Oh, it's the word. The car is great, but when you're on a long road trip, no cruise control, awful. So just be looking for that. And then uh, this is the last thing. Uh, this this goes for less of a driving tip and more of a just general comedy tip. Be flexible with that's why that's why it's good to not have a job. Be flexible with what you can do because if you're out on the road and let's say let's say you live in Nashville, but you got a gig up in Cleveland, Ohio, and you're going to go up and do that gig, but uh, on the somebody messages you and says, "Hey man, uh, I got a gig on Sunday night. I see you'll be driving back to Nashville on Sunday night. Do you want to do my gig in Indianapolis? Be flexible. Do that show. Try to make a little extra money. Try to talk venues that book you into giving you a hotel or at least a place to stay. When somebody says, "Hey man, can you come by and do my gig? Go, yeah. Can you get me a place to stay? If you have your own car, not a bad idea to carry a sleeping bag with you. That way you have it." All these things, all these things. What about a knife in your car? Yeah, why not? All these things are going to be helpful. If you're going to be driving in the snow, have yourself an ice scraper. Have yourself, uh, you know, some de-icer. Gloves. Gloves. Gloves are amazing. Prepare yourself for something. When I when I used to drive a lot in the wintertime, I always, I always tried to have a sleeping bag and a big army jacket that I have. Because if my car broke down, I want to be warm. I want to be protected. And I just think all that stuff's important. And and I, I don't know if this is helpful to people or not, but I'm just trying to share all the things that I learned over time because when I first started making trips, I weren't do, I wasn't doing any of these things. And I was eating bad. I was spending a lot of money of my money on food. But the more I started traveling, the more I started acquiring things and I started getting this and that carrying that that cooker with me really changed the game for me. Because I was eating good but from the comfort of my own hotel. Eating well. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm going to save this other story because we're out of time. Actually, I have a, quite a few stories I wanted to share. Uh, but we're running out of time. I wanted to share some condo stories. but I'm I, tired. I'm about done. But I think that that's for another time. Not I do, that I did anything. But. I do want to play one song, though. We'll um, be riding wildfire. <laughs> Um, 
because I I've been I've been you know I've been doing a music thing, uh, and I haven't listened to anyone that I really liked in a while. But this this lady I completely forgot about, but she was really popular in the '90s. I think she was fairly popular. Um, her name is Susie Bogus, and I, I this song came. I was just listening to some random songs on uh, Spotify, and this came up. And I hadn't heard it, and uh, I love it. So I'm going to play this song. It's off the album Aces. This is 1991, Susie Bogus. I'm just going to play some of it, then we'll wrap up. I appreciate you guys tuning in, but I'll come back. Why don't we wrap up and then play it? No, I'll come back. I'm not going to play the whole song, but I'm going to play a little bit of it. It's very good. I actually listened to this whole album. I was like, wow, Susie Bogus had a really great album in 1991, and I may listen to some of these other albums. She's got a she's got a ton of them. All right, let's hear it. And uh, yeah, she's got a bunch of. I'm about to download all these, but let's hear this one. All right, here we go. song i mean that song to me that song is incredible i i i vaguely remember hearing it as a kid but i heard that and i i listened to it like 10 times on the plane the other day i loved it it really hit me in a way i always like to think of comedians uh like when i listen to country songs they love to talk about the rodeo and the guy going to the rodeo and getting to his next gig and uh that the song still makes cheyenne by uh um by George Strait. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of this. Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, this song still may So I always like to think of these rodeo guys as comedians, right? And the, and the next rodeo is getting to the next gig. And this is him calling his wife. He's been out, out on some gigs for a while. His girlfriend. Her telephone rang about a quarter till nine. She heard his voice on the other end of the line. She wondered what was wrong this time. She never knew what his calls might bring. A cowboy like him, it could be anything. And she always expected the worst in the back of her mind. I think comedian. 
He said it's cold out here and I'm all alone Didn't make the short go again And I'm coming home I know I've been away too long I never got a chance to ride a car this rodeo's been hard on the song, but I'll be home soon. And honey, is there something wrong? She said, Don't bother coming home. By the time you get here, I'll be long gone. There's somebody new, and he sure ain't no comedian. Huh? Wait, what did he say, though? He said Rodeo Man. He's, and she, he said, uh, there's somebody new, and he sure ain't no Rodeo Man. Like, so he's been gone out doing these gigs, doing these rodeos. And she's like, you know what? Is she, and this is not his wife. This is his girlfriend. But uh, mm-hmm. she left him for another guy. And he's like, but he, you know, he says, hey, but it's okay. If I hurry, I can still make Cheyenne. He's like, you know what? I'm going to another rodeo. Mm. And uh, so I think that's fun. Listen to that, Susie Boggus, Aces. That CD is amazing. I listened to it the other day. I loved it. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in. I've, I've had a great time here. I, I really enjoyed this podcast in particular. I don't know why, but I was feeling it. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're having a good time. This is the We're Having a Good Time podcast with you cool cats, Hannah Hogan and Dusty Slade. Give it up,